What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Big Thing. This one is exciting. Um, I had a chance to talk to Bobby Moynihan, I think, back during the Jedi Council days. And Ash Crossan had introduced us, and he came on. And when I tell you that he could hang in Star Wars, this dude can hang in Star Wars. And then he was in Star Wars, and he's doing a lot of other stuff, obviously. You know him uh, from Saturday Night Live, and uh, now he's got Mr. Mayor on the show season two is coming up very soon and i want to talk to him about that i want to talk to him about some stuff with saturday Night live you guys know i was a, a massive saturday Night live especially during the years that he was on so i want to talk to him about that what's I, the the interesting thing about mr mayor that i really want to know about the combining of politics shooting it when they did getting cast so many questions i have for bobby that i want to talk to him and yes we're going to geek out about the book of boba fett so that and a great many things, as the evil Emperor Papatine once said, let's do it. It's the big thing. Let's Bobby Moynihan it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Big thing. And I don't want to even do all the things I got to do normally up top, but you know it. Show a little class. Will you subscribe? Hit the notification button. That's what you need to do. Just asking for an ounce, an ounce of class. Can you do it? Well, my next guest has a lot of class. He is the one. He is the only. Bobby Moynihan, ladies and gentlemen. Bobby Moynihan. What up, Bobby? What's up, buddy? How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, we were just talking about it off air. Is that I think the last time that I saw you, we were we were moving through. I think it was Chicago celebration. Yeah. And you were and and you were as if you were Mr. Mayor. You were being shuffled through super fast. And uh, and, and yeah, was, was that just kind of a whirlwind for you? That celebration? Uh, that was yeah. It's it was absolutely insane. It's very uh to be a Star Wars fan, and then like have someone uh go like, hey, we're gonna you're gonna come to a Star Wars celebration, and then they bring a car for you, and then they bring you up an escalator. This is my exact recollection, as you can tell. No. <laughs> Up the escalator, they opened a door, and it was just Star Wars. It was just like Billy D. Williams talking to Ian McDermott and the entire animation side. And and yeah. and so yeah, it was just like being thrown into Star Wars Space Camp for two days. It was it was uh one of the best experiences ever. Yeah, but you just didn't get thrown in for two days. You got thrown in it now. I mean, maybe for that for that obviously the the the, the that celebration itself celebration, yeah. but but you got in you're you're in the family like you're you're part of you're part of the star wars sopranos now it's <laughs> it's yeah it's crazy it's been super nice i, I think i've five or six uh animated characters uh, uh, a species named after me it's, it's oh, fantastic it's <laughs> i know i know that you did visions recently right yeah uh yeah uh, tatooine rhapsody it was called that's right. It was the second episode. Did you work with James Waugh at all? No, no, okay. I didn't get to. I didn't get to. Okay, oh, James. Yes, 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 yes. Completely. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's I'm okay. Sorry. I complete. Yes, 100%. Uh, I worked with him on a couple things. He got me uh, involved with uh, writing on the Lego Star Wars special, uh, the Christmas special. Awesome. So James Waugh is my, is my college friend. We went to Florida State together. No way. Yeah. So oh, we're that's amazing. Yeah, James is a great dude, really great dude. I'm glad. And and he and so funny when he he went from Blizzard over to Star Wars, and we we talked a bunch of times because you know me, I read all the the novels and the books, and he's like, "Which are one of the novels that I should be checking out before going in for the 
the interview. And and yeah, man, he's just he's got such a great mind for it. So I'm glad you had an opportunity to work with him. Yeah, he's fantastic. When you said that, I pictured someone completely different for a minute, and I was like, "No, I wish I could." <laughs> no, no sorry, very confused. No, he's the best. Yeah, uh, uh, everyone there has has been has been wonderful. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and then between that and then Bad Batch, you, you worked on also. Um, yeah, and, yeah. So there's so. Did you work with Filoni at all? Yeah, I got to work with him. It was that was originally it was Resistance. Uh, right was Filoni. I got to meet him uh, for that. And he cast what well, they cast me as Orca in that. And I got to meet him. And then he put me in um, uh, uh, Rebels. I was in the last uh, uh, season, not Rebels, um, Clone Wars. Uh, I was in the last season of Clone Wars and then came back for Bad Batch and also yeah. um, the missing one. Oh, Tales from Galaxy's Edge. I'm Cecil Slack, the bartender. Dude, you're gonna be losing your mind because I know how much of a Star Wars geek <laughs> you are. So you gotta be losing. That's that's great, man. Eventually, you're gonna pop up in one of these shows, the live action ones. I mean, it, it would it, be. It would be. I mean, I would. That my dream is to play an alien. I just want to be inside of a creature. A hundred percent, dude. That would be. I I could see it. And but but right now you're busy. You're doing. Even when I was asking you as we're going into it, we're talking about what you're watching. You're like, I don't really have a lot of time to watch a lot of shit because I'm working and and network TV. That's a grind. That's a grind. And you you so you're in you're in season two now, Mr. Mayor. It's coming out. And I wanted to ask you as I was thinking about it, I was just walking, I was walking the, the dog down the block and I was thinking about yes, yeah, I was coming down to 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 do the interview. I was like, you know what I'm so curious about when it comes to certain ways that people audition? Because you've been around for so long, you know, in the comedy world and and with the NBC team. With this role, because I remember you got announced in the the show to, as being cast, I think it was like 2019, whatever it was, and you did you have did, because of your relationship with Tina and other things? Did you did you get a phone call like, hey, we think you'd be great for this, or was this just, hey, the agent, your agent sends you the script and says you should go in? You know, we'll, we'll call Tina and we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I got a I many many years ago at this point, I got a phone call from Tina Fey saying, hey, we have this idea for a show and we want you to play this guy Jaden, and I went, what? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then cut to now, we finally get to do. That's awesome because yeah, insane, absolute. That that part of it is still more so than SNL because like, it's, yeah. it's just crazy to me. Well, but when you do it, because yes, and I can understand that because again, as I was thinking about it, I'm like, this dude has worked with so many like famous people through his times in Saturday Night Live and 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 impersonated them as well, probably to them. But the other thing is, I don't think it ever really goes away of like the. All right. Um. Yeah, I've worked with so and so, but I'm sitting across from Sam Malone right now, and I'm work. And, and it's like this is guy's like a, he's a, a legend in sitcoms. Do you ever does the imitation? Does ever like uh, intimidation? Excuse me. Ever get there? Or it's no. I've done this before. Let's do it. I I have learned that it's it's better to just let it go <laughs> to just go like because i am definitely a person who still goes oh my god 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 right, like, right, like, right. No, i'm definitely that person but yeah it's like with some people it goes away super easy with some people it doesn't like i'm I, with tina i dev if tina was listening to this i would be mortified because like uh, i just all i want to do is impress her i love her yeah. i think she's uh, she is the number one in my in my comedy life uh, as far as just, I think she's a genius. Um, so yeah, like I always want to impress her, but I would also say this to her face. She might be 
the person in this business besides Keenan Thompson, just the easiest person to talk to. She doesn't like make me feel anything but the fact that she thinks I'm funny. Like, like that's like she she's the coolest. I've heard that. I've heard that about her. Any anyone who's ever worked with her or talked, she she doesn't throw her weight around at all. From from what I've heard. I mean, I don't. I've never I, worked with her, but that's what I heard. I'm intimidated by her, but I don't think she's intimidating. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. It's 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 because you because of the respect earned. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. That in your head, you're just like, yeah, she deserves me to be scared, but she doesn't want you to be scared. Yeah, with like Lauren, when I would talk to Lauren, I'd be like, "Hi, Lauren!" Like, like a child. He would like, "Whoa, Bobby!" And like, you know, that that was that was that relationship. But uh, right, but and with, go but with Ted, it's completely different. Like Ted, like yeah, Ted is more just like, oh, it's not like, oh my god, oh my god, that's Sam Malone. The whole day, it's just like, wow, he's the nicest guy in the world. But more so, what you realize is, oh, this is a person who has been working in this business for fifty years and knows exactly, yeah how to do it <laughs> and his chops just could keep getting better and better i mean look at the stuff that he did on curb and on all and all that stuff in general he's just he's just yeah and tina and robert are their own thing and ted danson has been doing sitcoms his whole life and to jump into their world and nail it is is a feat yeah. and he does it easily because he's great well and i also think and and, you, and obviously you're 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 a pretty humble dude and you should be getting a lot of the credit too because even watching we're watching what you do and in, in a lot of the clips that i just watched beforehand too i've seen i've seen uh episodes of the show i watched it with my daughter by the way too who's 10 and she was and i, I know sometimes it's like hey maybe she should maybe the humor is a little uh risque sometimes but she's still she she was she was laughing and i think what you do very well and especially with this character where the character is communicating in communications but maybe doesn't do the be it doesn't have the best moves all the time too and 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 i think that but it's it's also and i don't think i told you this last time you remind me so much of my friend jay burke that i went to college with because even before i met you like uh when you on saturday night live i was like oh my god this guy we used to call him perm and i said i said god he reminds me so much of perm and this character specifically certain ways and just it's like naive but wants to do the good thing and is just trying to work uh and, and, and then oops maybe i shouldn't have said that and and just <laughs> so much fun things happening too but it's, it's, it's got to be a lot of fun playing this character oh it's the, the greatest i yeah. mean it's, yeah it's 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 uh it's nice to go to work and not panic yeah. SNL, SNL was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it. I, or else it's a lot, you know, like it was, everything was like do or die. This is very much like, Oh, I'm on like two geniuses show. I can relax and have a fun time <laughs> yeah, right. and, play, and play this silly idiot that I enjoy playing a great deal. And also the entire cast is it's just insanely great. good. Yeah. yeah. How's playing? How's working with Holly Hunter? It sucks. <laughs> no um no it's the greatest it's the absolute <laughs> no she's uh i i was not expecting uh if you had told me two years ago that if somebody asked me what's it like holly hunter and i would be like no holly my little bait like sh like i love like i she's she's the best like she's yeah. my little buddy uh when you see this season we have a lot of stuff together and like She's my buddy, man. I love Ho cool. Holly's the best. <laughs> it's so it's so weird, but she's the yeah. greatest. She's it's, she's the best. I talk to her all the say. time. It, it sounds like you're having a blast doing it in general because a lot of times, it, and it's not just network. It's it's. I think sometimes you you. I think you're you're obviously you're blessed in the fact that with Tina Fey producing the relationship that you had, the knowing, wanting to work with her, and knowing what the writing is going to be like. 
but sometimes you know you hear these stories of of oh man what if i do, what if i don't get along with people what if the comedy isn't or what if the egos are too big it doesn't seem like that's what's going on in this show and i and i don't think it i don't think you're bullshitting me either i think that you're legit telling me like that like yeah i like working with these people it's it's bizarre uh, it, it's it, it's another tv lottery it's like the, i say this in every interview it's a tv lottery but it's like yeah, I, I like them all. We talk more outside of work than we do <laughs> inside of work, and we just mess around and have a blast. It's uh, it's the best. That's so, great. Yeah, so it's so it's March fifteenth. It's season two for everybody out there, Mister Mayor. It's on NBC. Um, yeah, and the character's name is Jaden Quapis. And so, where when you when you go in there, when you start, when she's when Tina tells you she has this character for you. What kind of research do you start doing? Um, because there's a play of, and you said this on an, another interview. You had said what this show is is it's people, it's good people trying to do good things, and it's written by good people trying to do good things, which I thought was a great quote. And it's um, you see that you see that inside of the show. But I'm watching a lot of politics, and maybe I'm just jaded. I'm not seeing a lot of good people trying to do good things. I know some people are trying to, but for, maybe it's because of the way that the media is. A lot of times, it's we're focused on well, we're, we're pretending. We're doing the good thing, but we all had this agenda. What was the show? I was just watching a show with my wife the other day. Oh, uh, Ozark. It was Ozark. Are you did you watch Ozark? I haven't. I have. I have a four right. and a half year old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. I have to do it only because of work. I probably if if I probably would be hard for me to do as well. But um, so but but Ozark, Ozark, there's a scene where in season four, no, that's spoiling too much, but Laura Linney is having a conversation with a politician. And what the politician is saying as far as how things get done and the money that's spent, it's just so crooked all the way around. And you hear certain things. It's it's just it's just infuriating. But watching this and, as you say, good people doing the stuff in your show, what kind of research do you do and how do you play? Um, how do you play Jaden in, in, inside of this research? Um, I did almost no research whatsoever. OK, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I. Either way, I uh, I I know I, I politics is like for me is terrifying, yeah. even more so uh, in comedy. Uh, the the cold opens at SNL was or a weekend update was like where I got my news, and I I shouldn't that that shouldn't have been that way. I'm a little more educated now, um, but like the, I feel like the, our show isn't politics. Like it's like that that happens to take place at the mayor's office, but like it's not that's it's not a politics show. It's about like a bunch of people working together. And like they I think everybody went to City Hall together. Okay. And uh met with people in the mayor's office and I I didn't go that day. I couldn't make it that day and I felt awful. Uh so I did no research whatsoever. I don't even I'm not even sure what a communications director does. But my job on the show is to be an idiot. So maybe that's maybe that's better. It works. Play into it. That's 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 brilliant. I love that. Uh Can you yeah, see why like I said me as a big dummy. <laughs> a lovable dummy a lovable dummy um it's 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 a lot of fun man Jaden Quapis on Ma uh, mr mayor it's march 15th season two for you guys make sure you, that you check it out but you know you mentioned a lot with with saturday night live and obviously last time we were on air together we weren't really talking saturday night live we were talking star wars and we'll do that too but um but i i just well i have to show you this I, right before we got on the air i saw this this picture i don't know if you see this um Cryer said he's going to let his next role be Pete Davidson in the year 2050. And I said, you better grow an elephant penis if you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
<laughs> I mean, Pete Davidson is crushing it in life. You got a chance to work with Pete for a little bit too, and he was it was because you were there until 2017, and when he came in like 2013, 2014. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so but but working with all the people that you worked with. And, and the amount of cast members and do you have, and I'm sure you get this question all the time and I apologize if you have to do it again, but one particular moment that stands out to you, not necessarily character, but like one moment, whether it was meeting someone, a sketch you did, like anything in general that really stands out. I know it's millions of, of, of memories. Uh, just one in general, or you think Pete someone, if, no, not Pete. It was Pete Davidson. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought you were asking about Pete's the greatest. I, I, I knew yeah. a different Pete. I knew like I knew like Pete, like little Pete, who was like, "Hey, I'm here. To, I'm here on the show. What's it like?" And right. yeah, now he's a completely. It's a completely different thing. He's like a um, megastar. He's like a megastar now, and I think and well, that's that's. I was I, there, but I knew I was pre Ariana Grande, Pete. Okay, yeah. Well, that's so. That's the other thing too is that when you see people coming in that that's what that show can do like that's what that show can do and, and he he yeah, did it such- okay i hope he's doing all right i love that boy i love i love how open he is about um you know mental health and and things that he's yeah. talking about I, I i i'm i'm a big fan of his as far as how open he is because he's he i i, I realize when i look at pete davidson too i realize that i'm old also because like <laughs> pete yeah actually yeah that that is how old are you if you don't mind me i'm 45 45 on monday so we come from the same school, you and I. Like, where, like, you know, when he, I, he come, school, you were the school of forty-five. Years. School of forty-five. Like, my daughter and I just saw that scene that he and uh, Chalamet did the the thing with the the they're doing the ye and the it's hilarious, but it's so over my head. And it's this TikTok generation that my my daughter was is laughing her ass off, and I'm going see like that's why he's hitting to that generation the same way that like Sandler hit to me and like, you know, all, all, like all, that, that type of thing. So I, I, I got it and I get why he's, you know, having the success that he's having, but I just be in there and just watching what that show is continuously is able to do is it's insane. It's 75, right? That's when it, it was, it was first season. That was the year we were. I think it was uh, over, yeah. 75. Yeah. This is, yeah, it's almost, we're so soon to be 50 years. That's nuts, Crazy. man. So yeah, do you still, and so, that's another one though we're talking about star wars family you know once you're in that family so do you when you left do you still i mean you keep up with a lot of people obviously but do you still keep in touch with like with with lauren and stay in, involved in all that stuff and so as far as like i don't even know how it works like when they when they when they're doing events and things too are you always just yeah, I mean, yeah i've spoken to lauren. lauren called me when i had my daughter like i speak to lauren like you know like on on occasions you, you know and, and congrats a lot of like how are you holidays and like, stuff like that but uh as far as like day-to-day stuff at snl no no it's it's like it's a different world now that that it seems like a hundred years ago but like i still talk to a bunch of people from there you know it's, yeah. it's all it's all it's all wonderful it is. It's the way that it's just, it's, it's incredible how the show I just talked can... to Karen like 20 minutes ago. Well, yeah, I know you guys are, you guys are boys. Do you know, do you know, uh, Mark Andreco at all? Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. Cause Mark Andreco is one of, I mean, one, a very close friend of mine and, uh, and a Schmodown competitor. And, and I know he and Taryn are pretty, are pretty tight too. So I figured you guys probably run into each other. Um, you know, last time we talked about speaking to Taryn, last time we talked was that whole, that, Poor debacle that you went through with when the premiere at the Last Jedi when you got oh, uh, that, that whole thing. The <laughs> worst. Do you remember that? Of course. How could I forget? Uh, yeah, like, we, I was supposed 
was it? It was Force Awakens. It was the first one, right? Oh, it was Fort, no, I think it was Last Jedi, wasn't it? Was or was it? La no, Last no? Jedi. That's the second one. Yes, yeah, because I made the third one, so it was the second one. Sorry, that's uh, what I was. Last Jedi. Yeah. So for uh, people that didn't know, can you give a yeah. little because that was that was on uh, that was on the the old show? Did you can you give a little rehash on what happened there? Uh, we got invited to the premiere of of the movie for Last Jedi, and I I got all dolled up and excited, and uh, texted Taryn and said, "Can you give me the address for the parking garage?" Last minute, I decided to drive for some reason. That's right. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, and I asked him for the address of the parking garage, and I started driving and so excited and I was all pumped up and about 45 minutes into the drive. I was like, I've been driving for a while and then hour and a half. And then I was like, what is going on? Why am I, why is this so far away? And then I just pulled up to some resident. You're back. You're back. <laughs> um, so yeah. So you, you were, you were driving for the parking lot. You, you driving around for quite a while. Drove around forever, uh, drove for like an hour and a half and started to wonder why I was still driving, pulled up to a residential home and was like, I've made a grave mistake. Uh, uh, three and a half hours later, I got home realizing uh, I some in some miscommunication, I had the completely wrong address and ended up in like st louis obispo california or some crazy place i don't even know where i was how do you how do you keep it together when you get home are you just like so pissed off i it was the it was the most the most silent i've ever been <laughs> right it was the most it was the most silence ever it was the most silent was the only way i could explain it you just, i was never so you still yeah, who can you get mad at? You're just mad at yourself. So it's like, oh, that's the worst. There so, was no anger. It was just like. Right. It was just that. Oh. Okay. 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 We are in 2022. We're in it. We're doing it. And now, cheers to you and resolutions that you're going to actually keep. How about this? You know what you need? You need clean and shiny bowls all year around. And our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls. They're going to save them, and they're going to make the ball drop in 2022. It's going to be the cleanest and sexiest that you've ever done. Set your New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. The exclusive offer, though, you got to go to manscaped.com. you got to use that code, big thing, for 20% off and free shipping. Now, I love the, the nose trimmer that they send. I spent too much time with that nose trimmer. We become friends. My wife, jealous of the nose trimmer. I named it Earl. Yeah. Earl the nose trimmer. He's pretty great. He works. He'll be working for a long time. I like that Earl. And for me, it's a new me. And we use the global leaders in below the waist grooming. And this year, take that package of yours to the next level with their performance package. And it's the 4.0, and it's the brand-new Ultra Premium. They got the body wash. I love that body wash. It smells good. Stay in the shower a little longer because it smells so nice. A grooming routine, it's not complete without applying the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, before showing off your 2022 self. So to complete the set, Manscaped threw in the Shed Travel Bag and the Anti-Shaping Boxer Briefs as free gifts to keep all of your goodies stored comfortably. I love Manscaped. I give it, I give it away for gifts. For the holidays, when it, and I, I still give it away. People they lose their minds. They don't realize how good it is. It's the best. 
Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com. Use that offer. 20% off. Free shipping. Got to guys use yabasabasaba. What's that mean? That means use the code big thing. Cheers to new balls in this new year. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code big thing at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code big thing. It's a new year. It's February. No pubes in 2022. Don't be disgusting animals. Manscaped. Do it. Get yourself a fucking manscaped, will you? So so you finally get to, you get to go to the third one and and you make sure what, what do they do they they the they helicopter you in for that one so you don't miss it I went no I did the complete opposite like a child I got there super super early and they were like do you want to meet everybody and talk to the press line and I was like no put me in the seat and I sat there for like 45 minutes alone just oh, in my seat waiting for the movie to start cuz I was like I don't I'm not going to the bathroom I'm not missing anything <laughs> just making sure it's real I was like, I'm here and I'm getting situated. Totally. And then so, so we're talking Star Wars. We might as well just get into um I don't think we 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 haven't had a chance to talk about either Mandalorian or Boba Fett. And for oh, spoilers yeah. for those people who well when this airs will probably be close to episode six, but um but either way, the last episode that, that did air was pretty much Mandalorian season uh, three yeah. episode. One. I I dug it. I think it's a great way for the shared universe. You're a big Marvel guy, also, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that this is a way for Lucasfilm and Star Wars to share their universe, pepper in, whether it's Ahsoka, tie-in Rebels, Clone Wars, and I thought that this was a really great way to do it for Mandalorian. What were your thoughts on the episode? Uh, yeah, it was good to see you again. It, it, it's it's interesting. It's I, I love all of the new Disney plus series and how experimental they are and how they're just trying new stuff. Yeah. Uh, I trust john favreau and dave filoni a great deal and i loved it this this episode, amy sedaris i just want the amy sedaris series also i just want pelimoto series but uh she's my favorite but um this episode was great it was super fun do you ever have a chance to work with amy no i wish oh, i okay. wish i wish um so she she's actually grown on me not as an not as a comedic actress she's always been phenomenal in everything she's doing the character has, has grown on me and i said it because i think that my one of my issues that i've had with some of the star wars stuff was that um especially in boba fett some of this stuff seems a little too modern like in some of the conversation or performances and and it's not necessarily the actor's fault it's the way that they were directed but um amy's character i think was just had kind of that mechanic just stuck on Tatooine. Was, she's kind of like the crazy cat lady with all the droids. Yeah, in my mind, there's no difference between her and the Rancor Keeper. She's been <laughs> Star Wars canon forever. She fits perfectly in my mind. But she like, does, I see it? what you mean, though. Like, Bill Burr for me was 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 the one that did that for me. But I think it's mostly just because I know him so much as a comedian and I know him. I know that he fucking hates star Wars. So sorry. I know that he hates star Wars. So like that, yeah. like it was so weird to see that. <laughs> it's it's funny though, because I've heard interviews with him and I absolutely 100% before he was in it. I, I mean, you probably know better than I do, but it seems anyway that he, before being cast in star Wars was exactly that hated it. Didn't want to talk about geek shit. Give me the fuck out of here. Right. But Favreau and him have this relationship, and I think it was on that cooking show that that Favreau did. He kind of asked him to, to do something and, and be a part of it, and he did. And I think that he and got he's great. He's great. That last episode that he was in, he had such a great arc with, and it was it he's was such a good actor. But it but it is bizarre 
yeah. to see Bill Burr say the word ass in Star Wars. Like <laughs> it's just like it takes you out for a second where you go, that's Bill Burr saying ass in Star Wars. But then 10 minutes later, he's right back in it. Yeah, he's just but, such a prolific comic that it's like you just oh, want he's you. So good. He's so good. Um, but you know, watching watching him, the stuff that I'd got me, and I don't know the actor, but the he's in Veep and he's in the and he's the character that plays the mayor's like like number one the twilight in 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 the boba fett series uh 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 dave uh oh god I'm just yeah i'm not sure his name dave his his character i keep thinking dave filoni but i know it's not it's i'll i'll find i'll find it um dave? let's see i'm just okay. gonna put... with jesus i'm just why I love, that's why I love google. Dave filoni. i'm gonna see what, what, what i just why i love google dave twilight boba fett <laughs> and that's like david pasquez pasquez is that it pasquale pasquese uh p-a-s-q-u-e-s-i maybe yeah so maybe i should play the uh yeah so so he he his character takes me out a bit and again this goes back to that thing where it's not him it's it's in the fact that it's when i see a twilight who and, and maybe it's i'm just accustomed to whether I, it's I think it's comedy in Star Wars that you're feeling that's weird. It's it's hard to have it's hard to do comedy in Star Wars because it's so weird and all of those people are comedians trying to just make it sound natural. Yes. And it I truly think that's that's what it is. It's like it's a, a mixture of too. Horatio did a fantastic job as the myth role. That's so like hard it. to do comedy in Star Wars. It's true, but I think there is certain comedy that can work, right? Like you know look like Look, I always use the example of episode four with uh, Han Solo when he's like, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, boring conversation anyway and shoots the thing like that's that to me is Star Wars humor. The the Mandalorian, yeah. the one I reference all the time is when the Mandalorian is sitting talking to the Jawas in the first season and they're, they're teasing them on how horrendous his his him speaking Jawa is. And he tries to set them on fire. <laughs> like like that to me is like great star wars humor the stuff in last jedi with like oh your mother's on the phone wait what like that that's the stuff that doesn't play for me all the time yeah jokes are jokes they're hard man <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about it what do you know about it well no i'm just i i was i'm kidding of course it's it's so hard to do comedy nonetheless star wars comedy i truly think one of the hardest comedies to portray I'm sure, I, and 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 I I I joke with that, of course, and especially from start. I mean, I stand up comedy and comedy store and all that. That's where that that was. That's my that was my life, you know. So and I obviously you know you know what what we're what what you're talking you about. You stand up there, huh? That that's crazy. That was my that was my that was my place. That was my that was my home. I became oh. I became a regular there in 2002. It's how I met Mark Ellis, um, and. Right. It's kind of how I built all that stuff out. But yeah, man, like going and just hanging out at the comedy club. I just, uh, speaking of Rebels and Star Wars and mixing in comedy, I just had Freddie Prince Jr. on recently and 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 we were talking and just like like his pops and like what what he did. He, he told a great story on here about how he was on a, he was on, a, his dad was on a date with Judy Greer and, um and um oh my God, and the and Joanna Kearns at the same time. And Judy then- Greer? Yeah. 
Not Wait. Drew Greer. To the, uh, I was going to say. Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Infant? <laughs> <laughs> he was, he did. It was, it was, a, it was, Loki, it was a Loki alternate universe. Uh, I could not have told this story on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Fred. I didn't mean to do that. Pam Greer. Pam yeah, Greer. And, uh, and Joanna Kearns. And, and the fact, and then Richard Pryor comes in and like it confronts him. It was the craziest story, but shit like that all the time that happened at the store. I can only imagine. Yeah, some yeah. Some of that stuff is is that's the those moments where you just go like, I'm pretty sure I just saw Bill Murray wrestling Jay Farrow, or you're just like, what's happening? Right. <laughs> where you're just yeah, it's it's yeah. insane. So, um, you know, speaking of which, you know, as I as we keep talking, as, as you can tell with the show, I just I'd like to have conversations more so than hey, hey, hey. Um, bringing back the Pete Davidson thing. He told a story about Louis C.K. not too long ago, I think even in the stand up act when he talked about how I guess Louis C.K. had was like pretty much just called him out. It's kind of being a, a, a cock to him. And Pete then kind of took him to task in his, in his stand up thing, too. Were you around during all that? Yeah, yeah. In, I, I I don't necessarily. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't see any of that. that that's was not, right. I did not. Yeah. Yeah, was, and I don't mean to have you talk about all that type of stuff, but just just when it comes to those crazy stories in general that you kind of run into, do you do you have like I guess going back to the previous question that I had for you, do you have like a, a the one of the something that you could tell on the one of the craziest things that 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 you remember they i cannot believe it. i mean i have a million little ones like there's i that i've told like the 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 top ones that come to mind are just like during the good nights um john mccain just coming over huge smile on his face slapping me on the back and saying always a pleasure to see you horatio and just and you're just <laughs> like okay great like that happened and or you know, yeah, there's a million little weird things. Uh, Sarah, when Sarah Palin was there, Sarah Palin, I'm walking down the hall dressed as the moose. I was the moose in the Sarah Palin rap during the weekend update thing. I was dressed as a moose and I had the head off and I was just walking down the hallway, like heading towards the studio. And I hadn't met her yet. And she just passed by me with two security guards and didn't say a word. But as she got right next to me, she just went, Moose <laughs> kept walking. <laughs> I was just like, "Wow, wow!" Okay. Alaska guns <laughs> come. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh just, man, like, a lot of bizarre moments, like a a, mil, a, a a bazillion, a bazillion moments. Yeah, do you, have you written a book? Uh, yes, but not about it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Is that something yeah. you'd ever consider doing? Right. I always, I always want uh, every like two months i go i want to write a book called my comp my like my time at snl the completely true stories and just write all fake bullshit, <laughs> bullshit just total bullshit but i feel like it's been done yeah i, th I that's what i would want to do or or just write like this is how it went, but this is how I wanted it to go. <laughs> right. And what, so, what I guess what happens is you probably get as you get closer and closer, you just get because, as you said before, you just get so busy, it's hard for you to to pick up other stuff and and do other things, especially with a four four and a half year old. Like so, yeah, yeah. I've I've been busy. I've been good and busy. It's actually good. I just TV is just Ozark just gone by the wayside, <laughs> but, but lots of other work and good stuff is coming. I have I I have like f five things I really want to talk to you about in like two months. 
All right. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. We should absolutely do that for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you, what have you been doing with the, uh, with the fam to, you know, for the last two years being able to, because that's, that goes back into the show, you know, the show you get cast in 2019 and then the world goes upside down. Do you get nervous at that point with the show? Like wondering if, Oh shit, is this, is it going to, yeah, I think everything, I mean, yeah, I think everybody was nervous about everything. Yes. It was, it was terrifying. We would start and stop. I mean, we did four episodes, stopped for a year, came back, did two, went back, you know, season one was crazy and then we never finished it. Um, but uh we got lucky that uh we got to finish or we got to start and finish season two like in a pocket of time where it was really safe and wonderful and i'm really proud and psyched about that but as far as family goes yeah we've just been home to lots of costumes lots of face painting yeah lots of uh uh as of recently and canto all day long dude it plays in my house yeah. not, like, not not an hour ago in the backyard uh, that we're talking about we're still we're not supposed to but we're talking about bruno uh yeah you got you can't you, just, you're I'm the whole that's what the whole song is about that you're not just, supposed to no i'm just not good at it bobby don't just, do it don't i just the guy the guy is you know he's he's hanging out with rats i need to, Stop, I need to you're, you're talking about him right now don't sorry I apologize. I won't do it again. Uh, it is it is the best one though because uh it's the music is fantastic. Like uh, like so it's good to have around. I was getting a little some some of them get old fast, but Encanto yeah. is is good. It's sticking around. Lin Manuel Miranda, man, that that guy. It's he can like write he, a tune, man. He can write a, a a rap song. It's it's crazy. So I just watched over whenever it was over December. Watched Tick Tick Boom with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. And it's and you know it's about the the guy who Jonathan Larson, Larson yeah, who who for for rent and all that, and you can see because it's it's Lynn's first or at least first feature I think that he's directed, and you can tell the inspiration, you can tell like two musical geniuses. This guy, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, he can write a song about it, and you're singing it in your in, in your shower and your living room. Your kids are singing it. It's it's incredible to watch. It really yeah. But but Encanto is playing quite often here for sure. It's 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 amazing. It's yeah. really good. I ask you because I have you ever met or worked with Gary Busey? No. I sat on a roof with him, Bobby, for <laughs> twice in a matter of a week for two hours each time for a total of four hours. And it was sounds about right. I mean you're this, blessed. You're blessed. You got that time with him, and no one can take that away from you. That's awesome. Uh, have you ever talked to a bagel upside down? <laughs> that is a shockingly fantastic Gary Busey. That it he he would ask me something, and I asked him something. What? What? And it was like, why well, is it because he just can't hear you, or a, a little bit of that? Yeah. Plus the fact, then he would say, and I would, and I would go, well, you know, I think you shouldn't think; you should just know. I'm like, but 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 Gary, not I, wrong, not wrong. He's like. Uh, there are people uh, uh, around looking. What What is your name? Uh, Christian. Fine. And <laughs> you just go through and you say, dog. Uh, did you mention your dog? Dog. Daring, onward, uh, uh, um, godly. I'm like, thank you, Gary. It's just he was, he was, some, I mean, just is a magical, magical thing. But I was asked to do a podcast with him and then realized I just can't because not not just just because the man is so he's gary he's gary yeah he's gary it's, and 
Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we help Gary instead of making money off of Gary. Weird Gary is. Yeah, that, that, that was that was the thing is that he well he but he wanted to do the podcast though honestly he was there he was there because he wanted to do a podcast but he just wants I think he just wants to do his thing you know what I mean he just wants to oh Gary's in charge I feel like of Gary I feel like you don't come in and go now you do this now now he's controlling the controls and there's yeah. no, there's no one else on that ship and that's fine Good that's for fine. him man I wish I could do that yeah I need the, I need the the Gary confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you need all that though. Yeah, I, uh, uh, maybe not. But um, <laughs> but but anyway, like, so, but I was asking you too. You know, you're doing, you see, so doing the stuff within Canada, the family, and it's just like how, for me, my because my my friend Kevin just had a had a kid recently, and I was talking to him. I told him beforehand, it's like it just changes your life, man. It's just it's like because there's always and you know you could be with with your with your significant other and everything too and of course you make them your priority but it's so different when you have a kid it's like how the focus you just can't be selfish anymore the focus just goes all into the kid yeah the one thing i hate this pandemic but i i at the same I mean, everyone does but i i the one thing that has been good about it is it just it, it gave me time to sit down and go hey take care of yourself and your daughter and and you you i got this time and I'll always have that. And that's, yeah. I don't know if, if, if we didn't have it, if I would be running around crazy still, you know, not thinking. It's a great point. My wife said it the other day. She, she was, she's just like, when is it going to be? Cause she's worried about it. You know, we have a, I have a 10 year old and I have a four year old. And so my, my wife says the same thing. She's just like, are we like, they're not, when you look back, are we spending the time? And I go, honey, the one thing you can definitely look at is you go back for these last two years, the amount of time that we were able to spend with them. It's like, it's, it was, it was a blessing and a curse at the same time with this, this thing, because we get to spend so much time with them. And like you said, you take that type of stuff um, for granted, like, as, because for as busy as you are and running around, like who knows during that time in that two years, how much you would, you might've missed. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's insane. I also feel like, I'm going to choose jobs differently now. Like I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, everything has changed. Well, everything has changed. And, and you also, you're not the most important person anymore. So, and that's a good thing. I never learning, was. Oh, learning that. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> and, you, know, you know what? It's learning that you always were. <laughs> and that's what it is. It really is. Isn't that shitty? It's, it's, <laughs> we were, we were the answer all along was we just oh. had to take care of ourselves. We just had to figure it out. No, it, it is because it came. I always, you know, you go as you, especially as you get older, you're looking through things and you're going, oh, well, I looked at this perspective of when I was in my twenties, what was so important to me and what I needed to accomplish and what I have to do and this. And then you're just looking at, these for me to these two kids and i'm like well no and now i gotta make sure that they're the one on the my goals and what i'm trying to do now is not for me it's to make sure that they're good you know that's and that's what it ultimately comes down to and i'm sure that it's it's been the same for you yeah it's yeah. it's it's been uh, i think a huge wake-up call for the world i hopefully yeah. hopefully um or, or it'll just split us down the middle and we'll all kill each other right? that's it's, <laughs> you're not wrong Unfortunately, you're not wrong. Um, but you know, look, look, go, I, let, let, jumping back into some uh, some Star Wars uh, shit into <laughs> not something that doesn't want to make us kill ourselves. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that, that, that nothing. Well, and that's Star Wars. That's and that's yeah. why going into exactly. Star Wars. Escape, sweet escape. 
Yeah. Is there other stuff though besides with Mandalorian, Boba Fett? I mean, are you do you keep up with all the news that's coming out as far as the series? Are you are you just when it comes it comes? I mean, I like to think I'm I like to think I'm more informed than most, but less informed than the best. Yeah. Is that the way to put it? Like I'm I'm pretty good. I think I know what's going on in the books. But like I haven't read all of them. You know what I mean? Like it's like sometimes I, I I someone will ask a deep question and I'm like, I'm not there yet, but I'll get there. Oh wow. So you're see, you're probably more even in so last time Somewhat. we talked, I was reading all the books and all the comics. I'm I'm not reading the books and the comics either, but the TV shows and like like for me, the ones that I'm really looking I forward to. I try to keep tabs on everything. All right. So what so which series then are you looking forward to the most at the moment? I mean, obviously, Kenobi. Well, ooh, I almost said obviously Kenobi, but then I thought about Ahsoka. I think both of those are going to be phenomenal. I just love Filoni, and I can't wait to see that. And I think uh, Ashley Eckstein is is an absolute powerhouse, but I kind of love Rosario Dawson as love uh, as live action Ahsoka, and I'm I'm enjoying that. I can't wait to see more of her in that role. Well, especially the fact I'm so curious with that one that they announced Hayden Christensen coming back for that one, considering that Anakin's gone at that point so are they doing flashbacks are they doing force ghosts like what are they doing so that uh, uh he's gonna hop in a bank to, back to tank every 10 minutes <laughs> and keep going back with yeah. and, and they, they actually keep they show him every episode just murdering sand people <laughs> that's it that's every episode only children just the dogs and the that's children so I, I murdered them all and then padman falls more in love with them every time he tells them yeah. every time he tells her um but someday I, this ship is gonna come back i tell you <laughs> one, one day but it is it you know but it, that is a show that i'm looking for why to. she sounded like joe pesci i apologize she never sounded oh, like joe pesci. can you do you know how much money i would pay to have joe pesci in star wars do you understand i now i want to see joe pesci in the amidala outfit <laughs> <laughs> just wears the whole he thing be bad man uh yeah. yes he should be in everything uh, in, in absolutely every single thing and they can and i mean they got to do the better de-aging than the irishman at least so um, there was there was a quick shot in like two episodes back in boba fett uh when they're in the um in that cantina that just um uh, jennifer beale's character yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, um is the uh, manager of where there's uh, a Shadra fan with a little gray beard in the, for one second. And I'm like, that's Orca. I don't care what anybody says. That's live action Orca. He's cheating on flicks. I saw it. I, I, love I, I truly believe it. The character that I play on resistance. Yeah, no, I know, but what, but that yeah. would, that, but why not? But that would be great if you say, but I would rather you. I wish, I wish, that, I wish, I wish it. Well, I wish live action Orca and flicks would happen. Have you had any conversations about doing live action? I know you want to do it, but nothing. No, I auditioned for um, uh, the Obi Wan series. I didn't get it. Oh. I all and you know what? I almost didn't send it in because I was like, I am not right for this part, and I shouldn't send it in because I'm going to waste it and like make them think I'm. I shouldn't have sent it in. I didn't get it. I'm okay. glad I wasn't right for it. But well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what part it was. I'm okay. guessing, I'm guessing whatever part Kumail got. <laughs> okay, I'm, dude, I'm, no idea. I'm pumped for that series for the oh, same. Oh, I can't wait. But the, the one reason I'm really excited for that season, that that series, is because Deborah Chow is directing the whole thing. Yeah. That. Oh wow. Yeah. She's directing the whole thing. So Deborah Chow to me is there's three Star Wars television directors right now that can do no wrong. Those three television directors are Filoni, 
And even though I didn't, I didn't necessarily love the second one that he did, the the gunslinger one, but the the other one, the Ahsoka one, and the first one were out of control good. And I love Filoni. Um, Deborah Chow and Bryce Dallas Howard. I think they're all great. I just love the direction it's going in. I, I, I like even like everyone says like Filoni and Favreau they can all do no wrong. Like I. I there's I think there's some things that aren't great in these things, like little tiny things, but not even that meaning. I love that they just take crazy chances and yeah. no matter what, always go back to that original like Macquarie sur- uh, source material and just go like, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's we're, it's good intentions from the start <laughs> and yeah. like that. And, and it usually works and it's the best. Well, I think that the biggest I think everything you just said plays out in this season of Boba Fett, right? Because there's a yeah, lot. Of- definitely. There's a lot of risks that they take that if you even read kind of the fan base that there's some stuff of people like, oh, I don't know, it's still Star Wars, but it's not as good as Mandalorian. And then there's certain things that has happened in this series that I absolutely love. And there's other, yeah, things, like, yeah, there's other things I can do without. But then they come back and they do this thing of with the Mandalorian, but they tie in this whole universe together. They show the shared universe and it just works. Don't you think, though, don't you think like it's so hard to be a star Wars fan because there are people, there's toxic star Wars fans. And I, and I'm going to, I'm a star Wars fan and I'm going to go as far as saying, I think the only star Wars fans are toxic star Wars fans because they just want everything to be perfect. (laughs) And I do too. Like you just want it all to be perfect. So when, and usually it is. So when it's not, people go crazy. So I feel like when they say toxic Star Wars fans, they just mean Star Wars fans because in general, right? Because we want it all to be just great. Love it too much. <laughs> and like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's hard. It's a hard line to walk. Like it's like this. People are upset with this season of Boba Fett, or are they? Like, like, or pe- the things that people are upset about. It's like the only people who upset about that are the Star Wars fans, Star Wars and they fans. love it. They they love the. They're still coming back. I love to hate it. I'm not watching it anymore. Well, I'll watch it next week, but then then I'll watch it next week after that. But but this is why I don't know where you stand on this, and I'm actually very very curious to get your thoughts on it. If I've been saying it uh, over and over and over again, I if someone said you can only have Star Wars television or you can have movies, what do you take? No hesitation. I'm taking TV. No no hesitation, and I'll tell you why. Because of what you just said, with a bad let's say a subpar episode of Boba Fett. You got to sit in it for a week if you don't like it. And that's if you love it, you love it. But if you don't like it and then you get this episode and you're raving about it and that one's gone. Like if there's a movie, you got to sit in it for like two or three years and you got to hear all the bullshit on Twitter from everybody, too. And it's exhausting. I I, I love I think it's a, a fact that the Star Wars fans love Star Wars content, no matter what it is. They will take it and consume it, even like Star Wars detours. They know it's not even out, and people know all about it. Like it's, it was like it never came out, and people, Star Wars fans, know all about it. And it's just so rabid. Like you walk into a store, any store in 2020, well, maybe not now, maybe in 2019, and there was a Star Wars product in it, any store. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is. It's one of the big. It's crazy. It is, but although I still look at it like, I mean, at least when I think when we were growing up, baseball was still like America's pastime, and I think that I think football has surpassed that in my opinion. I think in in my analogy, Marvel is football. 
I mean, Marvel and, and the MCU has become has surpassed Star Wars. Uh, not not um, not for me. I'm still I'm Star Wars is still my number one thing. But I think that people get more excited for Marvel stuff than they do Star Wars. Unfortunately, for my yeah, opinion. Marvel is the Superman to Star Wars is Batman. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I agree with you. And oh, speaking of the Batman, are you are is that one you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to everything except Colin Farrell as a penguin. Pissed. Really? Let a, yeah, let a fat man play the penguin. <laughs> what are you doing? You're not making, giving me hot makeup to put me in a movie. You're not making Chris Hemsworth is putting on fat suits. No one's making, giving me a muscle suit and making me a superhero. <laughs> no, I yeah, no, I don't like the, I don't like it. <laughs> you want to you be ugly, live your whole life as an ugly person, pal. <laughs> Oh man, he looks, he looks so am, good, I'm I'm trying to be funny, uh, but it's uh, working. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I love Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh, come on, pal. Uh, when I when my sister got married 20 years ago, uh, when my sister got married, um, I didn't drink, and I had a couple beers, and I was sitting outside at three o'clock in the morning, um, in in uh, uh, Long Island, and a, a cop car pulled up outside of the the hotel. And two cops got out and just opened the back door and let uh, Colin Farrell out. And they were like, such a great time. So great to meet you, buddy. And he was like, great to meet you guys. And he walked into the hotel and I was just like, must be nice being beautiful. Wow. <laughs> well, that was, that was just some random. That was just randomly in Long Island. I don't know what my sister's wedding. I was drunk and a oh. cop car pulled up and Colin Farrell got out and went in the hotel. I have Is no it idea. Possible it wasn't Colin Farrell because you're hammered. No, it was him. It was him. I've, I've had situations like that. It was a billion percent him. <laughs> um, and then I guess the last question before I let you go. Speaking of, of being hammered, and, and again, I know that this is one <laughs> that, you, that you get that you get all the time that, that, that with with Drunk Uncle, which is one of the most iconic uh, characters I think in Saturday Night Live history. Yeah, is right. so, oh, dude, it's 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 so good. Um, and and again, apologies if you've answered this a million times over, but I just need to to know where where did that where did that come from? As far and did you did you pitch that in in the room? Like how how did that how did that whole thing come about to where you were like, okay, I'm gonna this is an idea that I have. Uh, do you know Chris Gethard? No, I don't think I do. Uh, Chris Gethard's comedian, uh, UCB guys, uh, done a bunch of stuff. Uh, I he was a, a friend of mine, and I used to do a bit with him at this bar called McManus. Oh yes, I know, I know. Where I, I would pretend. Yes. Yeah, I would pretend uh, to be very, very drunk, and uh, I would just uh, rap. I would. I didn't drink at that time, so I would just like pretend to be really drunk, sit at the bar, and sing the song "Let Me Clear My Throat." I was just yeah. like, "Let me clear my throat." I pretended I was crying just to make Chris laugh. It was just this dumb bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it started. It was just this weird drunk thing that I would do to make Chris Gethard laugh, and then. One night at SNL, Colin Jost was like, "You want to write an up?" Oh, that week I had written, I had, I had, <laughs> I had written a sketch that I thought was going to be like the next big breakout character. Uh, it was a suit salesman named Lionel, at, who I went to buy a suit, and this guy was nuts. And uh, I was like, "This is it. This is going to be my next big character." And it bombed. Oh, it just man. bombed at the table. And I was like, well, at least I got this uh, silly drunk thing I wrote with Colin at five o'clock in the morning. And like, then 
now that was the one that stuck. Yeah, I walked into Colin's office at five in the morning. He was like, do you have anything? Oh, i got to write an update. And I was like, I don't know, like maybe like a drunk uncle, like just like that uncle that's always drunk, but, you know, says weird. And like an hour later, he was like, I'll write something up. And he did. And I read it once and was like, yeah, this is funny. We'll try it. I got this other thing, though, that's great. And uh, that bombed and drunk uncle did really well. And now cut to. That's I, have a, crazy. I have a Funko pop of it right over there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, do, do you get to a point, though, too, where they're like, because and I always wondered this with, with Snow, like if, if once a character hits a lot, like always, um, if, if they're like, okay, we want you to do Drunk Uncle again, you're like, again? Does it, does, does it ever, does that ever happen? It never got there with Drunk Uncle for okay. me. I feel like it was too precious. Yeah. But like, I never I'm glad Kristen probably had that I yeah. never had like a time where I was like oh they want me to do this again like no I was I was always very happy to do it well, no awesome. I never I never got there with any of the characters I don't think maybe like I was in maybe I was in some sketches and I was like I don't think I want to be doing this one again but yeah. uh, it wasn't something like Trunk Uncle that I wrote or it was somebody else's garbage well, <laughs> well, it was phenomenal, and thank you for giving uh, him to us because it was it was so many, laughs, so many laughs. And dude, thank you for doing the show. It was a pleasure to talk to you again. Yeah, I, good to see you, man. And when you're uh, yeah, when you have those things to talk about in two months, let's do this again. Yeah, definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please. Check out Bobby Moynihan. You can see him on Mr. Mayor. It is March 15th for season two on NBC. The great Bobby Moynihan. We will see you guys next time. Don't forget, please hit that subscribe button. Show a little, will you? And the notification button as well. It is the big thing. I am Christian Arloff, and we'll see you next time.